All right. I didn't have a cold open planned for this. This is fine. Uh, do I, am I even loud enough? Am I even? Okay. All right. That's big. Okay. All right. You want to speak, Aaron? <clears throat> all right. You are listening to Lame, the Lexington After Thanksgiving Marxist Experience. Oh, I'm we're Aaron. starting. All right. Oh, well. I'm not, and I'm Jenry. All right. <laughs> it's the Get third. train on the road. It's the third of December, 2021. That's right. Where did November go, folks? Well, um, you know, we had three episodes in November. I, great personal difficulty. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. I will. Look, we would, last week could have been a good episode. Um, but, uh, it's fine. We've just rolled all the good episode, good stuff from last week into this week. And One now mega we, lame Now episode. we have a super lame episode, at least according to the agenda. It's very lame. I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um. You can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us, LexLamePod at gmail.com. We have a new... We have new products. No way. We have new products here available for purchase, but they're not purchased. You just get them. You just ask them okay, then why would from you, us. Then why would you say for, they're available for If you send us zero dollars. Don't. Okay. You too can get a lame button. The same way that you get lame stickers. The same way. Yeah, we got buttons. They're up on the Twitter. So there's going to be a picture up on the Twitter. By, by the, hopefully by the time this posts. And then you can... You can check them out. Made from, made from button materials. I don't know. Claire Thompson from ClaireThompsonArt.com made them. Yeah. They're very nice. You got all the colors. You got your pink. You got dark mode. You got light mode. You got the sticker color scheme. And of course, how could we be remiss to forget the Lextran logo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are just we are just printing fake <clears throat> Lextran merch now, which I have big respect for. I think mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, the lame podcast has now become a Lextran uh, mouthpiece. Uh, that is that is not true. Um, even though our first piece of news is that there is a new bus stop on Route 15. <laughs> That's the Red Mile route. Um, it stops at uh, 1706. Um, it'll be added to the Lextran My Stop app in mid-December. <clears throat> oh, as a wow. copy-paste straight from their Twitter. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. All right. This is, if you haven't been able to guess, a, um, a news or... A podcast, or at least a podcast where we talk about the news. We talk about current events. We try to, anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, and 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 more importantly, we ask, "What is to be done?" Um, we would like to start at this podcast um, by uh, taking a little victory lap. Um, the FOP lawsuit. This is a little bit of old news. It has been dismissed, um, and uh, by uh, by judge. Kimberly Bunnell on the circuit court, and this is what they had to say. Whether or not I agree with the entirety of the ordinance doesn't matter. But in terms of what comes under the collective bargaining agreement, dot, 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 I think that our elected officials have acted within their authority, and I don't think they're required to do anything else. Um, and that's what they said in a hearing, like, f- it said Friday, but that's many Fridays ago at this point. It was um, a Friday. It was a Friday, yeah. It was a Friday decision. Um, so, of course, they're probably going to appeal this decision. Whatever. Um, uh, love to see us clowning on the FAP. Speaking of more things, I, um, I found on Twitter, um, I don't, I, I sort of, this is the first acronym I've really gone out and tried to make myself. Um, and I've almost instantly realized as soon as I made it that it's just the Better Business Bureau. But this is BBB, which of course stands for, um, 
uh, Blake's bike log, bike blog, um, where uh, we follow Twitter user Blake S. Hall. Um, oh, what's he into this time? Uh, so, I mean, Blake has been on a crusade about uh, these. The police will, when they receive too many complaints about speeding or whatever, will go and set up little, like, not speed traps because you can't, you're not getting, they're not there, but it's a little box with some numbers on it, and it tells you how fast you're going, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not these things do anything is up to debate. Do they record information? Do they send information? I Definitely not that. I'm just more, more even questioning the um, accuracy of the mm. uh, device. How does Why it are they the so car? big? Yeah, what is what is it doing? Well, anyway, there's an issue, right? The, the main issue is that um, every time they set it up, they set it up on the side of a road, right? And what is on the side of a road? The bike lane. Um, so Blake has been on a little bit of crusade to... Um, to uh, He's been fighting the police in a real way um, to get these uh, these darned um, traffic uh, traffic calming quote unquote 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 uh, devices out of the bike lane, right? So I'm just going to read verbatim what he posted. This was a uh, a few days ago, I want to say. Um, quote: So after Lex PD put another two speed monitors on a bike lane on Shinaway, a council member take your guesses as to who has told me that the police will institute a policy change. First, all officers in the unit responsible for placing speed monitors will be retrained. Second, and probably most importantly, if an officer repeatedly blocks a bike lane, it will result in disciplinary action. And if they need to block a bike, if they need to block a bike lane, I don't know why bike has been getting me today, guys. Um, without any other choice, rare if ever, that's in parentheses, they have to inform their supervisor. Time will tell if training slash discipline is effective, but it's progress nonetheless. Hopefully cops won't be obstructing bike lanes in areas with known speeding problems. Why else would they place the monitors and wantonly endangering, endangering cyclists? Big words today, Blake. When I, I read that the first time, I, I read it as uh, retained, and I was like, oh, nice. What? what? The police are getting retained instead of retrained. <laughs> I got really excited there. We're, we're building them into an earthwork. Um, uh, final, final tweet of this thread. Now, if only we can start finding people who park in the bike lanes. Ooh. Yeah, I don't. I saw OBS. an interesting tweet. Okay. Semi, semi right, tangential. No, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, just Aaron's tweet corner. What's up? It was, um, so it's like, um, I don't remember the exact phrasing they used, but it was a picture of this, um, well, I guess it was it was a road of sorts, uh-huh. um, and on it were two railroad tracks, and in the middle was a little uh, image of a car, little car icon with the two uh, two uh, like pointed arrows on top, like how the bike lanes are. Yeah, and they were like, "Tell tell car users this is okay," and it was like you know like how the, the, the trains go by, and then their cars have to like go through the the train track like a bike yeah, does yeah. in the cars. Ah, a little bit of a uh, little bit of. A little bit of a bike urbanist posting I see mm-hmm. you've been engaging it in. It was good. I liked it. Well, yeah, I, I didn't yeah, like yeah. it, but I enjoyed it. Well, I, let me say this. If you're on Twitter, take a shot every time you see the series of photos comparing people that are in cars on a road <laughs> to people on a bus on a road or people in bikes on a road. I mean, it's like, like who is waking up and posting this again? I mean, I like the not ones. that it's bad. Look, not that I disagree with it or whatever. I'm like, man, you guys are dedicated to something. And it, it, you guys are dedicated to posting in a way I could never. 
Um, I like the ones where they have, it's like the bus and it's like invisible, the bus and the car and they're invisible and it's just the people like sitting in nothing. That's big. I like that. I think that's a good strategy. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't know if you all are hearing this right now. The, uh, the, um, radio interference is going to be, is heavy this episode and you can tell because there's sleigh bells in the background every once in a while. Oh no, it's Christmas it's, it's time. It's festive. It's the spooky Christmas the special. Christmas special. Um, stay tuned. <laughs> anyway, so we got a lot of a lot of this episode will be spent talking about schools, right? The Fayette County Public Schools, right? Um, this middle school. I don't know if we ever covered this middle school project, um, but they've been trying to build this middle school, and they've been trying to build it out in Hamburg. Oh, right? they canceled that. I say they're canceling it. I don't know if it'll ever fucking come back in the way that it was or whatever. Who knows? It probably will because we're des- a desperate, a capital D desperate to get more space for students, right? They've they've post they voted to postpone narrowly, um, voted to postpone because the 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 price of assembling this of building this thing is just it just skyrocketing. Like with each passing day, the quotes are increasing, right? Um, and there's a lot of good. I forgot to write down who wrote any of these articles, which normally I do. I'm assuming this is a Valerie Honeycutt Spears special. Um, but, uh, man, the little fighting on the school board. I mean, this is what I make this podcast for. I mean, okay. Oh, I see the whole quotations. Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stephanie Spires and Tom Jones voted against the postponement, citing the district's current overcrowded middle schools. To allow the intermission time to reassess, review, and reissue the bids, Green asked the approval of the new middle school should be tabled until a time that is yet to be determined. Quote, this is just a pause to reevaluate the situation so we can move forward, said Green. Morris said he wanted to make sure the new middle school didn't interfere with the planned renovations of Henry Clay and Dunbar High Schools. Quote, as far as being good students of our taxpayers' money, see the citation needed episode, we should wait because the markets are just terribly unstable, said Morris. Spires thinks that Spires said she was against tabling the progress. Quote, I need, we, I think we need to move forward. Spires and Jones said people in the local construction industry, read closely to this, tell them their bids will likely be higher as the project is paused. Spires said people in the financial community, whatever the fuck that means tell her that interest rates will likely be higher right so we could keep going but they're in a bind right and this is once again um the theme of this episode might be um uh the once and uh, maybe uh the whole podcast uh, the failing of the modern american state um to ask to to guarantee anything to anyone right aside from just misery there are they have no they are totally subject to market forces right um in the sense that not only for materials or whatever but also for bidding the school district does not there is no government builder there is no way for us to assemble the schools ourselves we have to contract out to people in this market we have to participate in market forces or whatever and it is making it so that even though we desperately, desperately need this middle school, the cost of building it is seemingly for no reason um, just rising, right? Um, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's the lame documentation of the failure of the American state. Yeah, basically. Um, there's some other solutions, not solutions, some other temporary fixes that mm-hmm. they've suggested, right? Um, one, exi- one option 
is allowing students that are assigned to Jesse Clark to apply to attend Beaumont Middle School if families provide transportation, uh-huh. right? Um, which is huge asterisk on the families providing uh, transportation. Another is redistricting. Maybe. Redistricting. Redistricting. They said the word. They said the fucking word. Take the biggest shot. We're going to be talking more about redistricting on side B. God, fucking. It's that time of year. Evil fucking it's word. It's you know, every 10 years. I haven't even looked at redistricting. I've been, for who knows when the next redistricting episode of Lexington will fucking come out. We'll probably already be done by then, and then it won't matter. Whatever. You've already heard what I have to <laughs> think about it. It's fine. It's out, literally out of our hands. Um, okay. Um,. Murphy said he was in favor of postponing the approval because the, quote, uncertainty and volatility in costs, right? (laughs) Here's the saddest thing. Here's the saddest quote. If the project eventually moves ahead, it would be the first new middle school built by Fayette County Public Schools since the Edith J. Hayes School in 2004. Which costs $18 million for 900 students. As opposed to the $70 million that it is supposed to cost now. Um, a 49% cost increase led Fayette School Board members on November 8th to delay approving the project by a few days. But on Monday, the three board members who wanted to table the project said they want to rebid the planned school. In spring 2020, yeah, yeah, this click, this secret, uh, this, 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 this click, this evil in-group that is causing division on the, on the Fayette County School Board are controlling this project in the budget. Um, and uh, have resorted um, to things about this. If you perhaps might be listening, might know that perhaps I might be referencing something else going on in my life, maybe you're a participant in that, um, uh, you know who you are. Um, and uh, it, because this um, podcast is one elaborate joke, um, if you perhaps played a, played a part in me no longer being employed at my current job, Never listen to this podcast again. You are not a real leftist. You are not a real communist. I, I, I'm ashamed to be in the same fucking union as you. I know you're fucking listening. Get off this podcast. Atone for your fucking sins. Anyway, moving on. The school bus. We're a pro bus podcast. Yeah. They. We've we've covered the school busing thing pretty extensively, right? It, there is a constant shortage. They've resorted to scheduling rolling rolling route cancellations to to more evenly distribute the the under service <clears throat> under service bus, right? Well, you know from a certain point of view, all the routes are rolling. That's good. That's good, Aaron. Um I like that. School board members will vote December thirteenth <clears throat> on whether to approve a um a four uh four hundred and $40,000 contract with the National Association of Puget Pool Transportation Collaborative, right? So these people drive students in vans, basically. They are contractors. They are private contractors that underbid other people, that, that underbid traditional school systems, right? Um, uh, while they are... While they are bidding while they are while the school board is proposing uh to the people of lexington that this is sort of a um that this is you know we we've run out of options this is absolutely the you know we don't know what else to do we you know we're we're not even paying for this we're getting federal COVID money for this and this is not quote according to board chair tyler murphy 
not an attempt to privatize the existing infrastructure or affect current transportation workers. But, but folks, as Marxists, you and I both know, it it does. It quite the it seems the, like it. it. It quite literally does. It is a not. It is always a questions of economics, right? And you are. Let me say this. Why is it okay? Why is it that we can't get people enough people staffed and running in the current school bus program? Why is it that we can that we can you know find this private contractor to do it? Right? Do you think it's because they're being exploited less? No, man. I mean, this is not. Whatever, I get it. You're desperate. Um, I would like to. I would uh, rather you take um, any approach other than private contractors. But that's just me. <clears throat> that's some. Um, I think that's something they've done in San Francisco. Is that yeah. we talked about this on this podcast? We were talking about well, the stuff that they're doing in San Francisco is even worse because they actually totally have destro- have have destroyed that union and destroyed the existing infrastructure. This is some sort of weird tumor that is on the side of Lexington, which mm. we will be watching with a very close eye. Um, but it could be way worse. Look up the San Francisco school bus thing if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Final quote of this thing, right? Thompson said the new model would be more efficient than having routes with few riders. <clears throat> so um, uh, take take that what you will, right? Hmm. And speaking of us just seemingly having nothing but money to throw around and just not enough people to tell us how to actually do our job, um, the Fayette County Public Schools are paying another clean $90,000 to get told it it sucks at its job. I don't know why. I mean, this is... Um, let's see. What is the name of this place? What is the name of this place? The Maryland-based educational consulting firm Four Points Education Partners um, were paid... Uh, about 90000 in 2016 and are being paid a subsequent 90000 to do a review, a, a, another subsequent review, right? And what did what did we learn? Well, um, we have a bunch of problems, and uh, I'll just list some, right? School improvements are not implemented evenly or as, effect, as effectively. The central office's organizational structure is not optimized to meet the need of schools, whatever that means. Job responsibilities and authorities are not frequently understood. Several barriers are preventing schools from implementing curriculum effectively. Greater attention needs to be paid to students who are struggling academically with tutoring, smaller classes, and other support. Professional development is not a strength of the district, whatever that means. Um, the need for equity work is great. Um, achievement rates among black and Hispanic students attending schools with high concentrations of minority students are lower than those attending schools with lower concentrations of minority students. The district is, quote, not getting it quite right in the Department of Equity. Um, the family and community engagement is not well coordinated. Uh, the district struggles to hire staff of color. The Department of Human Resources is not set up correctly and is likely understaffed. Um, there should be more standard operating procedures in areas such as maintenance. Um, uh, but on a positive note, the school district is in sound financial condition. Thank God. The school district has balanced its budget. Let me say this. That's good. Not every... Let me say this. Not every government failure is a, is a failure for the people. This story came out of very, uh, two weeks ago now, but I have to, have to fucking talk about it. These are the people... <clears throat> I need to talk to you about the people. They live in a beautiful little neighborhood. A little, it's a little too suburban-y, but it's beautiful. It's nice. It's below... It's right below the um, south of the... Oh God, what is it called? The Arboretum. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Um, it's in District 4. 
Oh, the little District 4 area. Yeah, 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 yeah. These people got free garbage pickup for eight years <laughs> because they voted in 2012. The, the, the Their street, their block, um, voted to move tax districts because tax districts are not real geographical things. You can just choose to move, right? They voted to move to this new tax, tax district, right? But they did not... They didn't actually move. So they received certain free services, right? Because apparently these this is one of these one of these things that requires that I wish if I had more time in my life I could go and I wish there was some way to search the it appears to be that they were having that the whole neighborhood was getting some sort of private um, services pickup or whatever and they wanted to move to public services. Um you know, because I'm, I'm sure it was all previously some sort of restricted community. Every town, we're gonna be talking a lot about town, uh, places that are formerly fucked up little restricted communities. Um, but so one guy in 2019 just started looking around on the PVA website. Which, if you don't know, hey Lexingtonians, if you don't know about the PVA, David O'Neill, should go to his website, man. You can look up the information of like everyone on that. It's fun. Just click on some houses, read some people's names, see how much they bought their house for, see what their house looks like, see what their parcel is, see when they bought it, see you bought it before them. It's fun. There's a lot of fun information out there. Um, Everything you need to know. Yeah. So basically, this guy learns in 2019 that they are only paying taxes for streetlights and nothing else but they, they're getting the full accoutrement <clears throat> no this um, is awesome this is sick um this is all aw- it's in a cool way yeah um so he spent three years trying to contact someone and he eventually just got in contact with susan lamb um who got a little bit of interesting susan lamb biography susan lamb worked in the um where did she work uh the um man the council clerk office right for many, many, for like 20 years, being the council clerk for many years, which I thought was interesting. Um, so she finally picks up and she's like, we're going to, I'm going to solve this, right? Um, so the issue is that, and this isn't bad. The article frames it like it's bad. I think it's good. I think it's cute and fun. Um, I don't, th- I am, it, it, you know, I, th- I love that someone has to do this. Every th- you can only change certain tables in the PVA once a year, and you have to do it by hand. So someone simply just forgot to put these houses in there, um, costing the city um, uh, $200,000, um, which is like, pff, we've, spent, we've spent worse money. Um, the, the police budget? literally we're gonna <laughs> we we're gonna burn the police budget we're crazy. gonna get to this art book man we got some finally every episode for the last like mm, seven months i've been like should we talk about arpa money this episode we're talking about arpa money this episode i'm and, talking about arpa money too ah arpa just 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 all these federal dollars just flying around no one approving our um no one approving our our, our uh, left-wing goals of um workers co-ops if only yeah, which I guess they didn't want to count anyway because that probably counts as a programming. Yeah, they didn't want to do programming. Yeah, which sucks because you absolutely... Anyway, um, so, yeah, that's dumb in a fun way. Now we're going to get to something that is generally very good. Um, we've talked about it 
Um, but now you're back on it. Um, this is Seven Hills Lab, a podcast within a podcast about Berea, Kentucky. Um, I'm Jenry. I'm Aaron. It's the it's the third of December, 2020. We have stickers. You can follow um, us on Twitter at Seven Hills Lab. You can email us at <laughs> Seven Hills so Lab. Seven Hills Lab. Doctor Najoli at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, literally. And so the Berea College, the coolest college in Kentucky, or I don't know. I mean, I think they're cool. They were cool. They have an interesting history. They got a good forestry program. They have a they have a good. If only I really wanted to do. If only my major was there. Whatever. Um, Berea has. Um, uh, it, it becomes the first college in the United States to ha- uh, to um, build their own hydroelectric dam. Good for um, them. Which is huge. Um, so uh, the downside, um, they own this project along with a, a contractor called Appalachian Hydro Associates. Uh-huh. So, and it's not, let me say this, I can't exactly blame Berea. I can't exactly gripe about public-private partnership because Berea itself is a private organization. Um, so it's a private-private partnership, but it's still kind of goofy. Um, Just the fact a partnership. That, the fact that you need, guys, if you do it the old-fashioned way, if your company needs to build a hydroelectric dam, just just get hire some guys that can do that. Stop contracting out. Just bring it all in house. That is how. That's how you get good jobs. Don't contract it out. Don't do this shit. Build, good union jobs. Do it all in house. Um, I would love to be. You know. You know, back like you know back in the good old days when the University of Kentucky had its own coal power plant. Like that was cool. And those guys worked at UK. They were, you know, whatever. That was cool. Um, it was, yeah. I mean, coal, uh, whatever. There's, they still got a cool steam plant, whatever. Um, anyway, so it's the first new small hydroelectric, uh, hydroelectric project in Kentucky in over 90 years. Um, it's the first to use submersible turbine generators, right? Um, which uh, that are variable speed, which um, lets them operate more efficiently because they can change something about because the the river is not the same height and is not the same pressure at all times right because we and and that is good because we live in an increasingly more and more unstable um uh environment in kentucky right it is generally getting more wet which is very promising um for these projects but uh uh, also very powerful uh, very scary anyway so um, this was uh, built at the Lock in Dam 12, which is near Ravenna. Um, and this has been abandoned since the early 1990s um, and hasn't been operated since like 80 something. Um, so there's five of these turbine generators. They, they do a lot of a lot of technical talk or whatever. Um, what is kind of goofy um, is that the the, pro- the the way that, of course, this is some real citations needed. I mean, once again, the project ultimately is projected to be a moneymaker for the college with a um. long-term return on investment of more than 9%, um, which is like, I'm like, okay, whatever. But then this is one that really warrants further research. And I hate, I, I mean, it's my favorite bit to do on this podcast when I'm like, you could look into this more or whatever, when I clearly haven't or whatever, but it, whatever. Tax credits the college sold means the ultimate cost to, of the project to Berea will be less than $3 million. Huh. The marketplace of tax credits is, I mean, what bullshit? What does that even fucking mean? 
the, are they selling ta- off, tax offset credits to fucking Toyota? Like what are the credits for? I'm assuming I'm assuming like some sort of carbon offset thing. Whatever. It's stupid. Um, I like the point above there where they talk about the dam race. Notre, Notre Dame and uh, oh, and, Berea, right. and they had the, the you know, you've heard of the space race, but this is the dam race. Yeah. Um, and Berea won. Notre Dame is working on it. Yeah, sure. The plant will be, will plant will offset half of the electricity Berea uses, but they will also be selling the electricity from the plant to Jackson Energy Cooperative at a discount, um, which is cute. Uh, they The Jackson Energy Co-op is, serves like 51,000 homes and businesses. Um, the generating facility is designed for 50 years of life, which seems low, but um, the president says he thinks it will last considerably longer. Well, One could only fucking hope, I'm man. Glad, I'm glad he thinks that. That's nice, but why? It sh- this pr- quote, this project is good in so many ways, unquote. Oh, <laughs> this, it's... This, it, this co- they include a covered pavilion with picnic tables, a portage people can use to carry canoes and kayaks around the lock and dam, in an area where people can go finish parking, right? The Estill County Judge Executive um, has said that the uh, that it will add additional tax revenue and will help keep down electricity rates for residents. Um, so they are working on another one um, that is in construction is starting next month, um, and then they will become fully hydroelectric powered, Whoa. which is pretty cool. I think they need uh, picnic tables at all of them. I yeah. Ops- I mean, how would you, how would you sell it? I mean, picnic tables, but like picnic tables with like dividing, so you can't lie down on the bench. Yeah, something fucked up like that. And the table itself yeah. too. This project took 16 years to happen, because they they started planning in 2005, and then it took seven years to get a federal license. And then I, I mean, it was really, I don't know. Hopefully, they've gotten it up to speed or whatever. Hopefully, they can sort of um, increase the uh, the speed at which they are producing. Um, so, I don't know. And then there's a bunch of other stupid stuff. Like, they have to deal with the trash that is in the river, right? Um, and I was like, that's fine. But then it's like, Berea students are working on artificial intelligence systems to pull plastic milk jugs out of the trash so they don't go down the river. Getting real close with me. Audience, All real right. close thing. How is a computer going to get milk jugs out of the river? I get that you can have a camera identify, hey, there's a milk jug. But how is it? Hey, shouldn't the... How is it going to get... Are you going to have a little robot out there? It's machine learning. That's the answer. It's machine learning. But how are you... How is it physically getting the trash out? IoT. Cloud-based solutions. Yeah. Making deliverables. Anyway, speaking of deliverables, boys, we have... This is what you've been waiting for. I know it. If I knew th- what the events, it, I, I was late to the. I had a bad. I lost my job the day before this one. Uh, th- this this happened. I was in a little other space. Whatever, right? If I had just looked at the news, if I had just known, if I had maybe been on Facebook in some uh, like like group, like. I don't know, some sort of like like homeowners group, which I don't I don't know why I don't own a home. Um, In a Lansdowne Neighborhood Association. I would have killed to be here. Oh my god, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We've been talking about the fucking ultimate, the at the top, the perfect macrocosm of everything. The fight about whether or not 
Kentucky Utilities, the private corporation that has a monopoly over all electricity, um, you know, n- networking in the United in well not you know, in Kentucky in the Commonwealth in the Commonwealth, right? Does it have the right to cut down the trees in your front yard or not? Right? And it's not. I mean, it's. They have messed Kentucky Utilities messed with the wrong demographic. That is retired white women. These people, and Mayor Linda Gord is one of them in a way. I mean, she has a job, but she is like, I mean, you think she'd be working if she wasn't a mayor? I mean, come on. This is the synergy. the The time was right. The stars have lined up. We didn't. We previously thought we were going to make no progress on lame. We were pretty dismal about this. But this Wednesday, last Wednesday, December 1st, 2021, the the retired women of Lansdowne were on the march. They were standing out with those trees. They were holding signs. They 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 one person had a really shittily photocopied the lore on the Lorax of Lansdowne. Speak little, for the trees. Speak for the trees. It's a little embarrassing. Um, but I'm they were out there um and they were they were literally they were doing direct they folks they were doing a direct action they were getting the fucking goods one woman a miss uh what's her name i need to get her her last name is zimmerman laura zimmerman 64 who was charged with a third degree criminal trespassing you are a hero this woman stood just up against the tree and refused to leave and was arrested for king shit i do not i'm sure this is, I mean, what, uh, one theme of this podcast has been us having to make uh, uh, curious alliances with certain groups <laughs> of people, which we wouldn't. Never in my life would I expect to be fighting alongside um, just like, like, like 60 retired suburbanites. I mean, the most fucked up demographic out there, right? But yet, they want their trees, man. And they, they are entitled to certain things, right? And because they are entitled to certain things, they are feel willing to take direct action when stuff that they think that that ought to be theirs is taken away. They are class conscious in a very sort of fucked up way. Um it, when it comes to their property, just the trees. or their things, just the trees. Yeah, it's not They're tree conscious. No one I hate it when I do every time I get on this damn mic, someone goes away and being like, "Oh, sounds like uh Sounds like Jenry is uh, defending the um, defending the um, uh, moneyed white upper class of Lexington. No, idiot. Hey, Blake, cool it. Get your hands off those keyboards. Get it. I get it. You're you're upset, Blake. You're upset because um, I forget. Are you against? Yeah, you're against the overhead <laughs> oh power God. lines. So I don't. <clears throat> I spent. I thought I had a funny way. To, you know, maybe you're glad. Take your time. Collect your thoughts. This is overhead power lines good. Blake Hall is against overhead power lines. He wants them to be bigger. And I am for them. And I don't... That has... That will have suspiciously nothing to do with my analysis of the rest of... Okay. <laughs> this... Okay. This happened... Mayor Linda Gordon within 30 minutes of these protests taking off is on the fucking scene swift action negotiating with the KU people <laughs> right 
And she gets them after they cut down some trees, because they do cut down trees, to agree to hold off, right, of some sort, I think. Um, There's some kind of moratorium. They well, that's not that doesn't ha- that hasn't ha- oh, that happens the yet. next day. All right, oh, oh, oh. Marilyn right. DeGorton. <clears throat> okay, this is why it's so good to be a retired white woman that lives in Lansdowne. Within, like, by the end of the business day, it, the city of Lexington had filed legal a lawsuit against Kentucky Utilities. I mean, just like fucking that. I mean, I wish... God, can you imagine if anyone took any sort of action on anything meaningful like this? I mean, holy shit. Um, so, um, I mean, just amazing, amazing stuff. And so, the next day, the next day, right? Let me pull it up. It's so fresh. It's I didn't, I didn't even pull up a thing. Um, on this Thursday, um, the... Uh, the Lexington Fayette Urban County government has stepped back their lawsuit and Kentucky Utilities has agreed to a temporary moratorium on all tree cutting until mid-January, right? So they are, because the city was going to, a, a, once one of the things it was demanding was a temporary injunction to stop all tree cutting in Lexington, right? Um, the lawsuit is still proceeding because um, the city of Lexington also wants money, by the way, which is like good, let me say this, I don't uh, the some ways some ways that media outlets cover um I mean all legal proceedings really honestly but lawsuits in particular you're supposed to stack your argument as much you're supposed to tack on as much shit as possible it's your it's a good thing don't let the let the city of Lexington get their cut on this one hey because um well, as we learn might learn in the next sub, uh, section they're going to be a little uh um they they're running a little low um, on their uh, budgeting over here. Anyway, um, uh, Laura, Z- Laura Zimmerman, like Ho Chi Minh, like Che Guevara, in this one, one very incredibly narrow instance. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I had to say it. It was funny. Um, I like the I like the Mayor Gordon's response when she was she was like tweeting out and she was like, "Ku Ku violated our armistice." Our armistice, or not, or violated the moratorium. But they're—I mean—they're still—they're still cutting down the trees. I drove past them today. Yeah, yeah. They're um, also cutting down. They—they've also been consist cutting down trees, just not in Lancaster, not well, man, in Lansdowne. In Lansdowne, different hellscape. Um, <laughs> what's funny is that I mean, this is exactly—I mean, look back to like the uh, political organizing against Robert Moses, right? When the, he was running the, when he was planning his, um, you know, Parkway system in New York, right? Greenwich Village saved itself because it was predominantly white and successfully organized against it. Other, other, uh, other um, boroughs, uh, boroughs, yeah. Other, other neighborhoods did not get the, uh, did not get the same. Uh, treatment let's mm. say right so there's an armistice allegedly right you know there will be a demilitarized zone set up on Lansdowne um, you have to pass a military checkpoint to yeah. get uh, to and from expect to um, expect to start seeing some red scare uh, type um, you know press hits um, we're gonna get the uh, old timey NBC news reporter to talk about the um, you know uh the KU uh, regime. Yeah, and you're going to get 
you know, you're going to, and someone's going to be like, you know, my, my dad was at Kentucky utilities. And, um, even though he only owned a minor slave plantation, my family was hurt. My family was hurt by these evil authoritarian. I'm, I don't know. I'm, you could get, uh, you get I'm like, trying to make the expand the metaphor. Uh, KU, just, KU, uh, defectors. K, that's yeah, that's what I was like. KU defect. I just very, you know, the, the hermit kingdom of KU. Will they? Whatever. Um, so yeah, we got, we're 40 minutes. We're got it. We're going to talk about the ARPA money, right? So I think Beth Musgrave wrote this article. She, ah, just having a little fun today in the office. Just, just, just typing this <laughs> up. in away in a little typewriter. The Lexington Council, which is a weird way to put it, has tentatively huh. agreed to a $168 million in projects that could be funded through the American Rescue Plan Act money over the next few years. Enter. The problem, question mark, enter. The city will only receive $120 million in federal COVID relief money over the next two years, right? So... Um, the city, uh, is going to try to fund all of these projects. Um, or Sally Hamilton has a, who's, you know, fan of the show, friend of the show. Um, she has no idea who we are. Um, has been, uh, is exploring borrowing money in pulling out of our savings account. Uh, like, like our like rainy day fund to build shit like, um, you know, uh, new disc golf course, um, uh, the city parks master plan. Um, I mean, some of these are fine. No, no, I, t- building out Cardinal Run North, um, which is now vacant property. Um, there's some go- is go- is some good shit like uh, 2.5 million to improve the urban tree canopy, which KU is hard at removing. Um, so it's not that all of these are bad, but um, there is some goofy shit. There is some goofy shit in this one, like um, uh. $5 million to replace police vehicles. You know, the people of Cuba have been working with the same model car for 60 years now, and they've fared quite fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so how about the, uh, how about the Lexington Fayette Urban County uh, police force? Um, get with it. Uh, obviously youth sports complex, all about the youths hashtag for the kids. Um, there is some goofy, the, the, the goofiest one actually uh, aside from the cop cars, whatever, fine, okay, not that you know. It, look, whatever. The worst thing that they have said, the most, the most thing that makes my blood boil, that makes me want to commit acts in a post legal system. Seventeen point five million to build out infrastructure needs at the proposed two hundred acre Coldstream Industrial Park off Georgetown Road. They cannot. Huh. They will never find shit to do with this Coldstream shit. I mean, what, like, what is just a massive waste? I mean, why can no one figure anything out with what to do with these fucking... Everyone is constantly just, 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 just dumping money into, like, <clears throat> just these, just the most dumb, like, speculative... I feel like best case, like, best case scenario for this Coldstream place, yeah. Beaumont 2. Beaumont Circle 2 is what you get with Coldstream. And that's bet. That would be the best case. That's not no. Best, you put a little Kroger marketplace there. Get it's not. It's industrial, Aaron. They're building out an industrial park. They're gonna do what? They're gonna do the shit in Eastland. You ever been out to the Eastland Industrial Park? Never been out to Eastland Industrial Park. It's a lot of. It's a lot of roads. It's a lot of sprawl. Mm. Whatever. Whatever. Um, it's all goofy. Oh, and also, this is something that I we should talk about. 
a permanent full-time indoor and outdoor home for the Lexington Farmer's Market on Oliver Lewis Way. Cool. You know that big, empty uh, patch of uh, land that used to be uh, a neighborhood? Um, well, they want to put the Farmer's Market there, which is, um, you know, brings up a lot of questions. Like, one, um, you know, what about downtown? Huh? Two, um, is this good for the people of Davis Bottom, or is this is is it are are we are we alleviating a food desert are they in that they are in or are we gentrifying it, right? I don't know. Let me say this: I haven't been to the farmers market in forever. I are are they? Is the food cheap? No. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and of course. Uh, they promised in this thing that there will be plenty of parking, right? Plenty of parking. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, um, also $8 million to cover the, quote, administrative costs to administer the money and contingency money for cost overruns for construction projects, right? So contingency money, good, because the prices are skyrocketing. Administrative costs to administer the money, I would say bad because nine times out of 10, they use private fucking corporations to do it, which is insane. Um, I don't know. Whatever. The state of Lexington is, as always, um, in need of a workers revolution. (laughs) And with that, I yield my time. You all are listening to Lame, the Lexington after Thanksgiving Marxist experience. I'm Aaron. I'm Jenry. I realize we never... um, technically ended uh a seven hills lab oh shit <laughs> uh we'll leave that one for the wait. for the fans for the real fans that are going to be updating the uh, lame wikia or whatever you know it's like the free Licky. that's terrible that's the worst thing you've said on this podcast <laughs> um maybe it's maybe that's maybe it's uh maybe this seven hills lab has no beginning no end no division mm. it is neither moving nor not moving it is the one that is indivisible which all other forms flow out of i don't know um we got any other speaking of flows we yeah, yeah what twitter follow us there all right okay. it's a stream of information yeah ladies and gentlemen obviously i'm so sorry i've missed you i've missed you I'm so sorry I've been gone. It's okay, Jenry. We forgive you. I'm just, you know, I have to, I feel so bad. I look back on this almost year of podcasting now, and I see way, way less than 52 episodes. You know what I mean? And, uh... What is this, like 35? Yeah, that's, it's rough. I want to change that next year. Next year, I'm getting, we're getting real. 200. Whoa, all right. Whoa. 500 whoa. episodes. Stop, stop, stop. I mean, I'm begging you. I mean, I don't have that much time. I'm uh, excited. I'm excited for the 1,000 episodes. I think it's going to be good. I think next year, I mean, we've talked, if you all, I mean, you all probably have listened to Preview for 22. It's one of our most listened to episodes or whatever. 2022 is going to be a good year. We're going to mm-hmm. probably, we'll talk about it more at some the point. election desk. The best is yet to come for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And that's all I have to say in this side section. Speaking of things that are going to come to you if you want them. We oh, have buttons. Right, the buttons. We'll if you want them, we'll put them on things. You, and we'll also send you a sticker. Yeah. If you want a button and a sticker, sure. Yeah. Just give us an address. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you want to... I have no idea how you would get money. I was going to say, if you, if you want to send us money for the stickers, um, good luck. 
Uh, I'll be waiting. <laughs> yeah, great. <clears throat> Email us at lexlamepod at gmail.com for any of those. Of course. Follow us on Twitter at lamepod. I'm doing it right now. Whoa. Crazy. All right, you ready for side B? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right, let's get into it. Welcome back to the Lexington After Thanksgiving Marxist Experience. You know who I am. And I'm Jenry. <laughs> I never assume. <clears throat> I'm Aaron. If you don't and case I'm you Jenry. Don't. And this is Seven Hills Lab. Whoa, not again. <laughs> oh God, we've never I, I dreamed this the whole last trap house. This is I, I I've dreamed the whole last twenty five minutes of this exactly. episode. Oh I hate when that happens to me. Wait, this is Seven Hills Lab podcast within the podcast, Macho Trap House. Stop it. <laughs> we just keep going deeper. Okay. Speaking of going deeper into things, All right. John Yarmouth has has endorsed I think his name is John. Yarmouth, furthermore. John Yarmouth, let's just say. <laughs> has endorsed Charles Booker. No way. Yeah, and also but, Kentuckians for the Commonwealth. Is he not, did he not in, endorse, um, what's her name? The woman that's uh, running for his Ruth seat? Ga- oh, well, I, I don't know. But he's endorsed he, Booker. So he, so he endorsed Booker in the Senate race. He endorsed Booker in the Senate race. We what don't know if Attica Scott got an endorsement or not. Ruth Gow is just nowhere to be seen. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, she will, let me say this. We will be um, wheeling her out um, in a uh, in, um, in a little while. I'll be watching her career. She closely. has not yet been activated. Um, speaking of activating, all these segues today. It's it's all you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Andy Andy got up on the podium again, and he started talking about Guys, everyone's favorite thing. We're Team Kentucky. You also got your green lights out there. I do. Anyway, what were you saying? They still they still have it on the Capitol. No still way. Have, like, green lights. I was like, what the hell? Because I went there in People's August. People's green lights are probably burning out at this point, right? Well, they're LEDs. Well, I mean, I'm talking about like everyone that came into Chevy Chase Hardware bought a one of the incandescent light bulbs oh that was green glass. Anyway. Yeah. Well, good luck. You're going to need to buy like 50 more because we have more COVID. Yeah. Good luck. We had a 7% positivity rate in Thanksgiving. We're up to nine now. And then we got the new Omicron great man he said we're we're worried about it it is i will say this obviously we we've talked about covid news past whatever i have no idea what to think or feel about this new variant of covid because they've kept the danger level pegged at a 10 for the last two years straight and they are trying to you can't i have no idea how to judge how seriously i should be worried about it because they they have been they have dialed the COVID warning up as high as possible. Well, and the name trying- is ominous. Yes. Omicron. This is true. I'm this excited is- for Omega variant. Once we like, what happens after Omega variant? I have to get five different vaccines. Yeah, man. Whatever. Um, they start naming them like hurricanes. Nah, it's Alpha Alpha. Alpha Alpha. Oh, like like Excel. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, and a bit of some old news here. I thought it was interesting because it's, you know, we're oh, talking. Oh, thank God you covered this because I was almost going to cover this on my side. Oh, thank really? Thank God. Well, you know, the so this happened um, 17 days ago. and Don't say it like that, Aaron. This happened not too long ago. Thank you. <clears throat> and um, it is, you know, we had a theme today of protesting and gathering and such. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> and the headline is, uh, Frustrated State Social Workers Gather at Kentucky Capitol to Protest Working Conditions. They gathered 50 state social workers frustrated over low pay and high caseloads. 
they say put children in danger, gathered Tuesday at the state capitol, hoping to highlight the situation for lawmakers. Something needs to be done, said Shante West, a social worker from Jefferson County, speaking to workers assembled on the front of the capitol. This is it. We're going to keep showing up until something is done. I, I'm proud of them. We talked to the governor and let him know pay raises are a priority across the board, West said. Bashir said in a statement from his office, he understands their concerns. Quote, the governor believes our social workers are wonderful, hardworking public servants, and his administration is dedicated to supporting them. The statement reads, the governor enlisted, list, listened intently to their needs and ideas during this morning's meeting and wants to address any as many of their concerns as possible. Um, and they basically are talking about how it's, uh, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of, uh, you know, hard situations because of uh, yeah. the current situation. Uh-huh. Um, one of them wore a t-shirt that said, there's no excuse for child abuse. That's good. Yeah. Domestic abuse pumpkin? <clears throat> uh, social Anyone? workers start at $34,000 a year, with some clerical and support staff making as little as $20,000 a year, <sighs> making them Fuck. eligible for benefits such as food and child care aid from the agency that employs them. Well, look, um, a worker's revolution would help them. Mm-hmm. They should try this. Exactly. Um, and we'll be following their case, yeah. I guess, if they have anything else developed. I hope so. I, ho- yeah. I hope they stay at it. Um, and uh, so we're talking about ARPA money in the last ARPA section. money, baby. Keep, um, just keep it, keep it coming. Kentucky's going to be getting some stuff from that. I mean, Lexington, of course, is in Kentucky, but the state of Kentucky. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to be getting uh, $4.6 billion over the next five years. Well, that's big. That's nice. Which I wrote it in the documents, 4.6. Yeah, I was, thank, I was, thank God you elaborated on that, because I was like, wow, $4.6. That's big. <laughs> that's now it. that's a balanced budget. You could, I don't know, what could you buy with $4.6? You could... I have literally have no fucking clue. Probably like a packet of flour, a gal, a two gallons of gas, a, a on gallon a good of day. milk, ha- gallon and a half of gasoline, eggs, yeah. something like that. But anyway, we're getting four hundred thirty-eight million dollars for bridge-specific funding. Namely, you remember this, Brent Spence? You ever real, heard of that? Real, real, real lame heads. Brent I mean, Spence. You gotta love the Brent Spence. I was driving across Brent Spence the other day. Nice. I was pre- fully prepared to die. Um, it seems fine. I, I think it's, I'll trust it. It seems fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very true. $100 million for, quote, broadband initiatives. Motherfucker, man. I mean, this is, it's like, it's, I can't, like, it, it doesn't even, I'm just so jaded at the idea of anything even being funded, because I know it's all being funded through, like, just, you know, like just the just uh, all private fucking contractors, and it's so stupid. Whatever, hundred million or three hundred ninety-one million for uh, transportation projects like buses, maybe. I didn't probably elaborate. mostly interstate. Aaron, bad news. It's probably actually yeah, all like for roads, high-speed rail. Like trans getting a lot. Probably all for 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 asphalt. Aaron, um, uh, like trans getting a little of this. I know. Um, that's good we can get some you know speaking of asphalt we can get a bunch of Goodyear blimps start ferrying people around finally the future the Zeppelin network of Kentucky uh huh that's big we should consider this yeah uh 
also happening this week, and it's something I've been talking about, and uh, the latest developments are in um, the redistricting plans. Are yes. we going to have a special session? Are we not going to have a special session? The answer is nobody knows. God fucking damn it, man. I mean, what is the... They're waiting until after Thanksgiving to deliberate, and of course now it is after Thanksgiving. Yes, as indicated by the name of the podcast. Governor Andy Bashir wants, legis- wants the legislature's Republican leadership to show him their proposed redistricting maps before he calls them into special session. Yes. President Robert Stiver says that's not going to happen. Fuck. He man. says, I don't plan to, to go to the governor on anything. He said this week, he knows already he should call us into special session. Stiver said Bashir was demanding that he sees the maps and signs off of, off on them. Uh, before uh, blah, blah, blah. De- Demanding that he sees the maps and signs off on them, but countered that the governor is to only execute the policies set by the legislature. It's his role to set policies. It is ours, and where the districts are uh, is our prerogative. Yeah, uh, I, it is not his role to set policy. It yeah. is ours. I, uh, I mean, it's is is Bashir asking to sign off on them, or is he simply ask, or or is he simply realizing um, that uh, uh, these they're probably broadly unpopular? Yeah. Um, and the more time that we get to see them in public, the better. Well, they're they're not going to give it to them. Um, Stiver said the Republicans are close to finalizing their maps. They could be ready within a week um, if no special session is called before January 4th, um, which is the regular 2022 session for mm. uh, all of those keeping track. Yes. Uh, Stiver said the General Assembly would start introducing the bills the first day and have them passed and sent to the governor's desk a week later. The deadline for applying for candidacy to run next year is January 7th. Fuck, you have three days. You have, well, and they could, if, assuming this scenario probably will happen. Let's just be real. Um, they will probably just extend it by whenever Bashir vetoes and then whenever they override his veto. Yeah. Um, but that is something that could happen. Um, they, yeah, they'll extend the deadline for at least a week, perhaps several more, depending on how long Bashir takes to sign our veto. Um, they could also choose to pass a new redistricting map for the Kentucky Supreme Court and the Court of Appeals. Great. Which has not been changed in decades, apparently. Oh. Despite population shifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's been the redistricting thing. Speaking of districts, speaking of, of the legislature and laws that have been passed in this state, in this commonwealth, we have a dead man switch. Oops. You might have heard about a little thing happening in Washington. Thing on the Supreme Court going on. Some 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 guys are uh, just just some cool dudes are um, gonna roll back Roe v. Wade or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky has a what I'm calling a dead man switch, but the Courier Journal is calling a trigger law that says if Roe v. Wade is reversed, abortion would become illegal effective quote immediately. Oh great. Go, go. I voted Democrat. What the more do you fucking want from me, guys? And, oh, yeah. I told you to fucking do something about it. Here's also what's happening what? next year. Uh, you Have you heard of a man by the name of Ro, or Joe Fisher? Joe, no. Joseph Fisher, Republican from Fort Thomas. All right. He's in the legislature. Uh-huh. He has announced his candidacy for the state Supreme Court. Oh, great. That sounds probably good and promising. 
Well, you know what he really is a hardliner on? What? Abortion. Oh, that's great. A very pro-abortion. Very anti-abortion. Never mind, folks. I <laughs> so what is he? They're going to do their own special anti-Ruby? I mean... They're going to do that. They're also putting a... Um, they are putting an abortion clause in the Constitution for to be voted on in this fall on the ballot <clears throat> that will um, basically like codify it basically saying that you as a Kentuckian do not have a right to an abortion. That's what, that's what they want to have in the constitution. Bitches love. They're like, yes, give me less of those rights and right over here. Um, well, that's great. Um, that's huge. Uh, my advice to those out there who are worried about this, um, is, uh, um, you could leave, uh, you could do violence. Um, uh, you could become infertile by some means. You know, I mean, basically those are your options. You read uh, Vladimir Lenin's State and Revolution. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, you could do a workers' revolution. You know. Um, how are we looking on time? You nailed it, Aaron. Oh, perfect. Well, you know, I was gonna. Do, we can do a little bit of bonus, a little bit of a treat. All right, a little bit of Thanksgiving treat Exciting, for our listeners. Exciting, a little, a little after bonus. Thanksgiving. A little after Thanksgiving, a little, a little Christmas dessert. spooktacular. I know, yeah, a little Christmas spooktacular. We have. I have this right here. Um, it's from the Courier Journalist by Joe Sanka, and it is uh, the Courier Journal's top ten economic development projects announced in 2021. Oh boy, I can't fucking wait! Um, it's going to be fun for all the lame listeners. Yeah, I hope yeah, you yeah. all enjoy. See if you can guess. <clears throat> all right, um, these. I don't know if these are ranked in any order, but I'm going to go backwards because okay, I yeah, would like go, to okay. go, for, go from like ten to one. Number ten. All right, community wellness technology in Boyle County. Telehealth what? company Community Wellness uh, Technology Incorporated announced in September a $3 million ooh. investment for a new facility in Danville, projected to create 445 jobs in the coming years, including clinical health coaches, patient support staff, and IT roles. So you're building a physical facility, yet you say you're doing telehealth. Interesting. Curious. Number nine, Kentuckian, a Kentuckiana Curb Company in Shelby County. The Kentuckiana Curb Company announced in April that it would invest $60 million on a new manufacturing facility for commercial HVAC products in Simpsonville, which plans to create 700 new jobs. All right, great. Industri industry. This is all right. That's normal. Number eight. All right. Nucor Corporation in Gatlin County. Nucor Corporation announced plans in March to build a $164 million, 396,000 square foot steel tube mill okay. near, near Ghent. Give it up for tubes, guys. This Projected is... to create 72 full-time jobs. Our, hey, <laughs> all right, that's that's big. That's 72 yeah. families out there, baby. Doing number, some industry. Number seven. Doing some industry, yeah. The, the Wyland, North America, Wyland, North America, also in Shelby County. All right. Wyland, North America, Incorporated, announced plans in May to invest $100 million in a new copper and copper alloy recycling facility in Shelby County to create 75 jobs, with plans to invest up to $250 million and to increase to 225 jobs over the next 15 years. The company also announced plans this year to locate its headquarters in Louisville with a $8.8 million investment and 75 Perfect. new jobs. Perfect. Think of um, all the jobs. Uh, I'm glad we have. I have uh, wire strippers united out here, mm -hmm. dedicated to pulling wa the wiring out of my house. Hey, somebody's got to uh, do it. Exactly. It's not. A, no one said it was an easy job. <clears throat> Number six, Ball Corp, in Warren County. 
What? Ball Corp announced plans in January to invest $305 million in the construction of a bowling green facility to manufacture recyclable aluminum ends for the company's beverage can customers, projected to create 198 new jobs. All right. I didn't know that was the thing that was manufactured. I, I, yeah, I didn't know Ball did that. Um, well, this is great. I'm so far a lot of a lot of a unionizable places. They, you know what? They can use the aluminum. From to the steel help, mill. to help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whenever that gets online. Yeah. Whenever that gets be, online. We should be any day now. Number six, Pratt Paper from Henderson County. Pratt Paper announced plans in, or number five, I should say. That's uh, <laughs> plans oh, in July. Oh, Jesus. To invest $400 million in the construction of a new paper mill in Henderson, creating 321 full-time jobs. Paper mill. All right. Um, paper, paper mills can be interesting. Paper mills smell horrible yeah they're, they they're not are, great they're cool um i love paper big yeah. fan of paper they're really not uh, if you're living in henderson county run for the yeah. hills um preferably uphill you don't yes. want to be caught in the in the runoff of that paper mill yeah bad things will happen to you um physically mentally emotionally yeah Number four, Tyson Foods in Warren oh, County. This can't, nah, this can't be good. Tyson Foods announced plans in October to build a 355 million bacon, <laughs> bacon making facility. What the fuck? Man? <laughs> Bowling Green, <laughs> which will create 450 new jobs. Great guys. They're making bacon. They're Huge. bringing home they're the bringing, bacon. They're bringing meat packing industry back to Kentucky. Thank you, Tyson. Shh. <clears throat> number three toyota in scott county oh god what is toyota doing now toyota plans to invest another 461 million in its georgetown operation to create a new advanced vehicle production line the company says it will offer 14 or 1400 team members who will work there uh but t- technically employed by an outside firm an opportunity uh, to directly for the automaker how is that fucking number two so offer 1,400 team members who work there but are technically God employed. But Oh, here we go. Damn it. The company says it will offer 1,400 team members who work there but are technically employed by an outside firm the uh. opportunity to work directly for the automaker instead. So they're still oh. work, so oh, working for Toyota. Good. Yeah. Well, this just, is huge. I just misread it. Okay, thank God, Aaron. You were, yeah. Like, how is that number? All right. Number two. Number two. We're getting up there, folks. GE Appliances. No fucking way. Jefferson G- County. GE is a... All right. Remember, remember well, when GE Aviation forgot to pay all their interns? That was cool. That was very funny. GE Appliances in October announced plans to invest another $450 million at a sprawling appliance park complex in Louisville, creating over 1,000 new jobs. All right, go team. Number one. I'm, I'm on the Drum edge of my roll, seat. Please. I'm on the, please don't hit the table. I'm on the <laughs> edge of my seat. Ford and Harding County. <sighs> <laughs> See the last however many episodes of late we've made since that announcement for further details. Ford's $5.8 billion investment uh, with his business partner, SK Innovation. <laughs> SK, yay. And a new election and a new electric vehicle battery park wow. in the tiny Glendale is projected to create 5,000 new jobs with a potential ripple effect throughout the state. Oh, easily- there's a potential ripple effect, all right. <laughs> it's easily the largest investment by a company in the state's history. And then, and then they have a little introduction here. Governor Andy Bashir has oh, been God. touting an economy on fire in recent months. That's one way of putting it. An economy on fire. <laughs> Is that the show title? Sure. And uh, and in the recent months, as the Kentucky as Kentucky has landed a series of major economic development projects, headlined by the massive 5.8 billion dollar Ford battery plant. See our last two episodes. 
in Hardin County expected to create 5,000 new jobs. According to the data from the Cabinet of Economic Development, companies have already announced $10.3 billion of new and expanded facilities investment in the Kentucky area this year, $1.5 billion more than the previous annual record in 2017. Cabinet anticipates 2021 projects will create about 15,500 new jobs, as well as approaching the previous record for announced projects in 2016. And then there is a look at the 10, the top 10 economic development projects in Kentucky. Wow. 2021, 2022 fiscal year. (laughs) (laughs) Great fiscal year. Awesome. Very normal and human. Fiscal, they're streamlining the process to create more deliverables to the end consumer. And speaking of streamlining. It's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Lame. We'd like to thank our executive producer, Charlie Carey. Charlie. For all the work you're doing compiling this show, this episode, and all the research. And also doing the posts. You, people think Charlie Carey is not a real person. Charlie Carey is a real person. Charlie literally writes the posts. Charlie writes the posts. I don't know what to tell you all. She's real. So don't complain to me. Yeah. We have Claire Thompson from ClaireThompsonArt.com to thank for our wonderful stickers. And of course, our brand new, chic, wonderful, shiny buttons. Now that one's fake. We totally made up Claire Thompson from Mm ClaireThompsonArt.com. But you can get them if you just email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. We will ship them to you just in time for the holiday season. We have a different person named Claire with a K who actually does all that. Claire Thompson, T-O-M-S-O-N. Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Great, great stuff. All right. You can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. And even though all the retired white women in Lexington protest and do direct action with the mayor coming in in mere seconds after we start recording, whenever they hear us say it, this is lame. Mayor Linda Gordon is like yelling up on a megaphone up to the studios like, please, I'm begging you. Um, We have to come to an armistice. That's great. I love that. That's cute. It is. All right, that's the episode. See you next time. Yeah.